attorney. Shut up. Do not attempt to think or depression may occur. Stay in your home. Curfew is at 7 p.m. sharp after work. Anyone caught outside the gates of their subdivision sectors after curfew will be shot. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Anyone caught interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is question. National security is more important than individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now mandatory. Be happy. At last, everything is done for you. Welcome. Welcome back. You're listening to the first hour. This is still the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm still your host, Chris Switzer. Very, very happy to be here with you all. And further testing his word, proving all things, never despising his prophecies, guarding his word, keeping his command. We must trust and obey him, never man, but him. Please, folks, I know you've heard it a few times already, but RBN is in need of your help, if you are able to. The Most High has blessed you and has kept you and provided for you. Um, And you can lend a hand. Do so. Donate to RBN. You can send a check or money order payable to RBN. Send off to 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. You can simply call toll-free, 800-724-2719, extension 3. Use that handy uh, plastic money maker the credit card or you can simply go to republicbroadcasting.org and just hit the donate button and do it from your living room your bedroom wherever you're on that device help out if you can and if you'd like to call into the show you have a comment feedback question please this is your show as much as it is mine it's a war on the saints right now and we must edify one another Help each other, build each other up, and strengthen our relationship with the Most High, with Yahuwah, through his son, Yahusha Hamoshiach. We are reading from 2Esdras.org's publication of 2nd Esdras. Uh, They have a full commentary with a forward and introduction. I am in the introduction now, if you're following along, page 20 of the PDF. 
The name of Yahuwah's people include his own, and such tribes would never remove his name from theirs. This makes sense, right? Very fundamental. Standard, even. His people in the Old and New Testament are the Yahudim in Hebrew and Greek, really. The shortened form of this word is Yaz, never Jews, as there is no J in any of the languages in which the Bible has been interpreted through. The first two letters are Y-H, and that is Yah, not Jew, nor Yaz, not Jew, or Yaz, not Jews, the plural. This fraud wraps into the rest of this false narrative coming from the modern Pharisees and the Catholic Church, who changed scripture and attempt to cover it up. Zionism, folks. The spirit of Gog of Magog. Many do not realize that Qumran is identified in the Bible. I've already said it a few times, it's Betharaba or Bethabara. However, Qumran is its Muslim name, oddly, continued by Pharisees and modern Israel, or the imposters who conquered Palestine and militarily occupy it. Why would they do so when the Bible identifies this area by the name Bethabara, or the Greek, or Betharaba, the Hebrew? Hmm, that's interesting. Joshua, or Yahoshua, identifies the western coastline of the Dead Sea geographically when he outlines a list in north-to-south progression of the cities of the Dead Sea wilderness. We can read that right from Joshua 15, 61-62. In the wilderness, Betharaba, Medin, and Sikaka, and Nishban, and the city of Salt, and Ein Gedi, six cities with their villages. So yes, the Ein Gedi is in proximity to Betharaba. However, it's 25 miles to the south. He begins in the north with Betharaba on the northwestern tip. That is called Qumran today. Joshua continues as he heads south to Medin, or Medin, which is due south of Qumran then further south all the way to Ein Gedi. He defined a 25-mile distance from north to south. Notice there are several cities between Betharaba, or Qumran, and Ein Gedi. So even if somehow Pliny meant just north instead of just above in the mountains, which is obvious, he still would not be identifying Qumran as the headquarters of the Essenes. Of course, Ein Gedi has the archaeology called the Essene find. So there is a find for the Essenes. However, it is not in Qumran. It is where they were, in the Ein Gedi. The Madaba mosaic map, and it's shown here on the, uh, the page I'm reading from, um, circa 6th century AD, contains the oldest surviving original map of especially the Dead Sea and right on the intersection where the Jordan meets the Dead Sea is labeled in Greek as Bethabara, Bethabara. This is right where Joshua placed it, and it is modern Qumran. There it is. The reason this is important as well is John the Baptist baptized Messiah at Bethabara. This was not some random journey into the wilderness, but a visit to the very compound 
and library designed similar to the temple where scripture was now kept outside the temple. Messiah himself visited it more than once. Yahusha grew up and initially operated in Galilee, Matthew 2.22. He came from there, headed south to beyond Jordan. The Jordan is not simply the Jordan River in Scripture, but the entire Jordan Plain or Jordan Valley, Genesis 13.10. This does not indicate crossing the river, but into the wilderness of Yahudea at Qumran, right on the border. We read from Luke chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. The word of Elohim came unto John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of Yahuwah, make his paths straight. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, then verses 5 through 6, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. The wilderness of Yahudea, Judea, is very specifically the area along the west coast of the Dead Sea. It is not, nor ever has referred to the Jordan plain or valley, nor river, other than before there was a Dead Sea, perhaps, which was likely created by the destruction of Sodom. This has been known all along, even on many maps until the 20th century. We can read on Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, Then cometh Yahusha from Galilee to Jordan unto John, to be baptized of him. Where did Yahusha come from? Galilee. He travels south to Jordan. Where in Jordan? This verse is not specific. John chapter 1, verse 28. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Now we have details rather than a general area. Yahusha came from Galilee, heading south. We know this. He enters the Jordan Valley region, and he travels beyond, quote-unquote, the Jordan Valley, to a place called Bethabara. Where is this? The Jordan ends to the south of the Dead Sea, and on the northwest corner of the Dead Sea is Bethabara, where John operated and baptized Messiah. It does not say he crossed the Jordan, changing directions to go to the east. It says he traveled south beyond Jordan to Bethabara. This is very clear, and the maps agree. This is Qumran. The word beyond in Greek here is Haran, meaning other side, beyond, over, farther side. This is where many scholars go wrong by forgetting the orientation of the region from Galilee south, which does not enter the east side of the Jordan, which is still the Jordan Valley. It progresses beyond the Jordan Valley to the wilderness of Yahudea, where John is said to be based. There is a reason John was an Aaronic bloodline, Levite priest, qualified to be of high priestly caste. He was not some hermit living under a tree, eating locust and honey. 
well, yes, he did eat locusts and honey, but he was not what some would believe he was. He was a righteous, ironic Levite priest operating in the place where his people had been exiled in the wilderness of Yahudea, in Bethabara specifically, which today is called Qumran. This forerunner to Messiah, the Elijah come again, wore camel's hair clothing, Matthew 3, 4, Mark 1, 6, akin to sackcloth, as in mourning. John ate locusts and honey, which are both in the biblical covenant diet. He was essentially living the oath of a Rechabite, but he was not poor, and he did not live under a tree. He also is in no way the same as Bana from the Talmud, though attempts are made as Bana lived two to three centuries later. John the Baptist was no Essene, nor a Pharisee, nor was anyone in the Qumran community. That was their enemy. That was the sons of darkness, and they are the sons of light. John baptized mostly in fresh springs in clean water, not the muddy waters of the Jordan River, that few would desire to participate. Bethabara, or Qumran, had fresh water. There is no disputing Qumran is Bethabara, where Moshiach was baptized and John and the Levites operated. This is the new location of the temple practice, where scripture was kept, thus Bible. The Essenes of Ein Gedi. And we're now reading a little excerpt from Pliny the Elder's Natural History, Book 5. Quote, on the west side of the Dead Sea, but out of range of the noxious exhalations of the coast, is the solitary tribe of the Essenes. Lying below the Essenes was formerly the town of Ein Gedi. Next comes Masada. Pliny, a geographer, indisputably located the Essenes in the mountains overlooking Ein Gedi, 25 miles south of Qumran. He even anchors it to Masada just to the south, and that is the southern tip, not near Qumran. This is affirmed in mass-scale archaeology called the Essene find, which was found where? Ding, 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 in the Ein Gedi. This included a very ancient temple identified as a Chalcolithic temple, circa 4th millennium BC, which was not built by the Essenes, but likely part of their compound in the mountains. Also, Archaeologists discovered a synagogue with many symbols identifying these Essenes as the secret cult throughout history, fitting to everything we know about the Essenes who never lived in Qumran. They were obsessed with peacocks as they worshipped the peacock angel or Persian angel, identified by many as the Nephilim deity known as Asmodeus. They etched swastikas on the wall, very prominently display an eight-pointed star of Ishtar, on the floor in tile, they even offer what appears a very pre-Masonic warning on the wall. But there is no actual coherent data placing the Essenes in Qumran, or Bethabara. Temple Priest Associations in the Dead Sea Scrolls The biblical keepers of scripture in the temple marginalized, mischaracterized, and hidden in fraud. The sons of Zadok are mentioned 20 times. From the days of King Solomon, these are the temple priests. 
They are the Levites and sons of Aaron both. However, they were given charge of the temple worship and are the only biblical keepers of scripture. They never call themselves Essenes, but they identify themselves over a hundred times, and any scholar confusing the two is no scholar. They remained holy or set apart according to Yesekel or Ezekiel. Ezekiel 48 verse 11. It shall be for the priests that are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, which have kept my charge, which went not astray when the children of Israel went astray, as the Levites went astray. They remained faithful when exiled from the temple to Qumran, and they will stand again in the end times. Here's a quote from the Damascus document, page 132. The sons of Zadok are the elect of Israel, the men called by name who shall stand at the end of days. Scripture was found in their library, meaning this was Bible canon kept by the sons of Zadok, as was biblical tradition. Essenes are never mentioned in Scripture, and never a biblical tribe, nor found in nor near Qumran. That is a blatant fraud. Moshe, in Deuteronomy 31.25-26, it's also confirmed in Jubilees 45.16, that Moshe commanded the Levites, which bear the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah, your Elohim, that it may be there for a witness against thee. The sons of Aaron are mentioned 16 times, the Levites, 71 times, the sons of Levi, 5 times, the sons of Light, 27 times, and the teacher of righteousness is mentioned 53 times. Here's page 515 out of the commentary on Habakkuk. This is from the Dead Sea Scrolls. This concerns the wicked priest who pursued the teacher of righteousness to the house of his exile. Same page. Commentary on Habakkuk. The city is Jerusalem, where the wicked priest committed abominable deeds and defiled the temple of God. The violence done to the land. Dot, dot, dot. Here's a quote from page 388 of the blessing of the high priest. Words of blessing. The master shall bless the sons of Zadok the priest, whom Elohim has chosen to confirm his covenant forever. Here's a quote from page 161 of the Messianic Rule. When Elohim engenders the priest Messiah, he shall come with them at the head of the whole congregation of Israel, with all his brethren, the sons of Aaron, the priests. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll return right after the break. We have much more to cover. Stay tuned. May gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drug prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now... I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family 
will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. We interrupt this program with a special bulletin. America is now under martial law. All constitutional rights have been suspended. Stay in your home. Do not attempt to contact loved ones, insurance agents, or attorneys. Shut up. Do not attempt. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. And I am your host, Chris Switzer. Before the break, I was reading from Second Ezra's uh, full publication with commentary, full forward introduction, etc., from the good people at The God Culture. And you can find them on YouTube. You just do a search for The God Culture. You'll see they have thousands of subscribers. Um, I don't know if it's in the hundreds of thousands, but it's, it's a pretty big channel with a following. And they do great work. 
I do not know the man personally, um, but I do appreciate, again, uh, the work and dedication they put into this. You can find the publication for free on toesdras.org. That's toesdras.org. And download it right from the page. Or you can, of course, purchase a publication in a hard copy with color and all the pizzazz. Again, folks, if you can donate, please do so. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, hit that donate button, or simply mail off your check or money order. Make it payable to RBN. You can send it to 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. And if you wish to call in, you have a question, a comment, feedback, I just ask you to be respectful and intelligent, and you can do so. Dial 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. And we're going to pick up right from the publication of Second Esdras, and we're on page 25 of the PDF. I just showed you, you were listening, how many times they mention the sons of light, or the actually um, ordained priesthood of Elohim, you know, who have the biblical authority. And how many times it's mentioned throughout the Dead Sea Scrolls? Hundreds and hundreds. But from a search of the complete Dead Sea Scrolls in English by uh, Giza Berms, we find that the Essenes are mentioned how many times? Zero. That's right, folks. Zero. They're not in the Bible. They're not in the Dead Sea Scrolls. They're not referenced. They are the imposters. They are the children of Cain. They are the sons of Belial, the sons of darkness, the synagogue of Satan. Some are his mentions in commentary, but that just further affirms he knew who these were and still ignorantly concluded in fraud that these were scenes with zero mentions, zero archaeology, and Pliny indisputably placing them in Ein Gedi confirmed in archaeology. And yet, the author or translator of the Dead Sea Scrolls into English, one Giza Berms, still fraudulently puts the word or the name Essenes, right, in his commentary of the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's not actually in the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's unbelievable. The fraud is of such <laughs> proportion. It's staggering. And yet, Who's looking at this stuff, you know? Um, I mean, I'm just so happy that I've, I've stumbled on it, but I don't know how many people are looking at this stuff. Uh, we do have a caller. We have Dean in Montana. Uh, thank you for calling, Dean. How are you? Oh, it's good. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Hey, I, 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 I love that story of Esther because, you know, I have a, a kid that's uh, been in Babylonian captivity and yes. I kind of feel like they're building the gallows for him and our family. And uh, But uh, I think one thing I wanted to say, Haman and his ten sons, mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of, where, you know, where are they from? Because they were talking about how Malachi was a Jew. Was he really, mm-hmm. was him and Esther really a Judean? or from the tribe of Judah. And where did Haman and his ten sons come from? Were they, you know, because 
like yeah. Tom from Utah always says, if 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 it sounds bipolar in the Bible, Bible, it's probably bipolar. Yeah. For sure, but um, yeah, you also have to look at uh, the source, the context, see if there's other witnesses, um, if it's confirmed in other places, and it just to me, and and I've made the mistake of you know celebrating Purim even like I was the first year that my family and I tried to you know um, get biblically in line and actually celebrate his holidays rather than his holidays, um, you know, we were looking at that stuff and obviously looking at what the modern uh, Jews are doing. And, and I, yeah, it was fun to do. Uh, my daughter had a kick out of it. She was drawing all the characters and, you know, we really did it, did it up. But if you look at that story, it never once praises Yahuwah. It never once talks about any of that stuff or redemption or salvation. Um, it's, it's a story. Yes, but it seems like it's just a story. Agree. Could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, agree. All right. Well, that was it. I'll, I'll let you go. All right. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Dean, and uh, we'll definitely continue talking off air. I appreciate our responding. Thanks. You got it, brother. All right. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now man. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story, it's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. 
Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. That individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now... Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm still your host, Chris Switzer. And I'm reading from the second Esdras publication from 2esdras.org, if you'd like to follow along. And we're taking your calls as well. If you'd like to comment, you have a question, please call in. Just be intelligent, respectful, and I would love to hear from you. It's 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. We just spoke with Dean in Montana. He had a question about Esther and its legitimacy. And, you know, if you look at the story in the in the context of, you know, what they call the Jews in the story are actually... Yahs, right? They're Yahudim. They're they're Yahuas people. Well, that's what I used to do, and um, I'm not so sure that it's it's Bible canon at this point. It does not really pass the Torah test, and it doesn't praise Yahuwah anywhere. There's no salvation in it. There's none of those earmarks that you're really looking for for um, you know his scripture. Does it coalesce? Does it match the rest? That sort of thing. So, no, I don't believe so. But, again, this is my opinion. And uh, I show you, you know, the supported evidence, and you make up your mind. And, as always, go to the Most High and the Ruach HaKadosh and his son, Yahusha HaMashiach, and you will be told all things, all matters. Nothing will be kept a secret from his people. We know that from Jeremiah 33. And we have another caller. Thank you for holding. Caesar in New York. Hey, Caesar. Chris, uh, how are you today? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm better than yesterday, Chris. Good. Good. Chris, uh, yeah, I hope I don't get off topic. If I do, you know, I apologize. But Judaism is the complete inversion of the Bible. There is no such thing as Judeo-Christianity, which is an oxymoron, as Judaism is Satanism. The Jews refer yep. to the West as Edom, and they believe their God is telling them to exterminate all non-Jews, which they consider Amalek. The Jews yes. are the real Edomites, and the white race are the holy seed of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
all the tribes of Jacob Israel, all non-Caucasian Christians are grafted into the tribes of Jacob Israel. The, the rabbis yes. are uh, telling us of their plan to basically exterminate all non-Jews. The people need to wake up and they need to stay away from the Jewish poison and the lethal injection, which is the mark of the beast. Otherwise, you'll lose your soul as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's Holy Spirit does not dwell in a machine. The lethal injection changes your DNA from ATCG to ATCCG, and you will become transhuman and either be severely injured or die, as we well know. Mm. Amen. I agree with you 100%, Caesar. Yeah, preach on, brother. <laughs> so so on I, hope I, didn't, I hope I didn't no. go off topic. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you, Caesar. It actually... Um, perfectly lines with what I'm talking about, because those who you call, um, you know, the, the Edomites, which they are, um, in, in what you were saying, the, the sons of darkness, um, the synagogue of Satan, that's exactly who I'm talking about in my reading right now. That was the Essenes, that was the Pharisees, that was the Samaritans, that was the Sadducees, the Hasmoneans, um, the court of Herod, if you will, um, all those, they were the Edomites, they were the Canaanites. They are the sons of Cain, the children of Cain, the serpent. Um, so spiritually, yes, spiritually today, the house of Israel, um, we are all being grafted in um, to that to the vine. You know, we are the wild olive branch. Yes, I would agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, well, I'm glad I was able to, you know, give you a, a level of direction. I mean, you're much more educated on the paradigms than I am. I'm just a layman. So Me too. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. I am I am not elevated above you at all. Um and, and I dare not even kind of um uh you know juxtapose or um I guess compare this scripture with myself even. But it, it reminds me of in Revelation, you know, when um, John is is kneeling to the angel, you know, like in in just awe and, and kind of revering him, and he's like, "Who stop?" He's like, it's, "I'm not Yahuwah," you know. Um, we're all just servants of Moshiach, um, and all laymen in my own you know estimation. Um, but we just must trust and obey and, and follow His word, guard His commands. But I, I do appreciate the high praise, Caesar. Yeah, I appreciate you too, Chris. It's just that. Things now are 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 at the point of no return, and it's it's so we're being bombarded by so much disinformation and so many things that are taking place that it's really hard to be able to see beyond the smoke and the mirrors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a bail. And I, yeah, there's a, a spell. I, you know, it's it's. Blinding. I try to listen to you. I try to listen to you. Uh, try to get a level of direction because uh, you're very well versed on the paradigms you know the underlying principles but it's very mm -hmm. difficult because we're in tumultuous times I mean I think that this is really we're at we're at the end uh, I think and uh, yes I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel to be honest with you I see the people are dumbed down and uh, they're not being able to see, you know, what is really taking place uh, on the global stage. You know, remember that 
Uh, World War II began in 1939, but the United States entered the war in 1941. So mm -hmm. what you're seeing now with the Ukraine, with the Middle East, with Yemen, with the Houthis, what you're seeing with Syria, Iraq, what you're seeing is the beginning of the end. Right. Could very well be. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do appreciate it, Caesar. And hopefully I can, um, you know, glue this stuff together and um, package it and present it in a way that's um, consumable, you know, and, and easily digest. Yeah. All right, Chris, thank you. I really appreciate you yeah. even more. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, brother. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger, Caesar. Appreciate your insight. And some great calls. Uh, please, if you'd like to call in, you know what to do. 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. Continuing with the reading from org. It is commentary as well as the full publication of Second Esdras from The God Culture, or Tim Schwab and Company, mostly his family from what I understand. And we were talking about the Essenes being the usurpers of the temple priesthood, um, the authority of all the practices um, by the temple priesthood, etc., and them being in Ein Gedi, not Qumran, which is 25 miles south of the Qumran site, which is actually Bethabara or Betharaba in the Bible. And we're getting to who exactly defiled the second temple. I think you probably have a guess at this point if you've been following along, um, but when groups of scholars make themselves so stupid as to say this group were Essenes, not, not the, those who defiled, but the, uh, the temple priests, you know they are only offering propaganda. And I should have read that prior to saying who defiled the second temple, but let's continue. It reads, the, book of, the books of Maccabees, not found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, make the claim that Greece defiled the temple. And this is also uh, propagated by many, many, quote-unquote, scholars in league with the rabbis and, um, you know, all that, that whole paradigm that Caesar was talking about. That is, of course, a lie. Greece did not defile the temple. I repeat, Greece did not defile the temple. From the account of the temple priests, which appears within their commentaries a prophetic interpretation of events that had already occurred in their time, they record that Greece did not defile the temple, nor even attack Yahudea with their military. It was actually a peaceful takeover. Okay? This is consistent with Greek history, and even non-Greek history, as you'll see, that does not mention this Maccabees account, which is not history, nor Bible this is a major problem for modern Judaism, which Caesar told you is actually Satanism or communism, take your pick, which has only this claim to link it to their being Hebrews. That's how they try and pretend they're Hebrews. They're not. They never were. Here's a quote from the commentary on Nahum in the Dead Sea Scrolls, page 505. Whither the lion goes, there is the lion's cub with none to disturb it. Interpreted, this concerns Demetrius, king of Greece, who sought on the counsel of those who seek smooth things to enter Jerusalem. 
But God did not permit permit the city to be delivered into the hands of the kings of Greece from the time of Antiochus until the coming of the rulers of the Ketim, the Ketim being the Roman Empire. But then she shall be trampled under their feet. End quote. Now back to the author. Thus, from the time of Demetrius to the time of Antiochus I, including the time of Antiochus Epiphanes, and until the time of Katim takeover, which is the Roman Empire, Yahudea, or Judea, is not subdued with Greece's military. Hmm. Even Alexander the Great was welcomed in a peaceful takeover. A peaceful takeover, not military conquest, especially in the temple, where he even burnt the sacrifice of the temple. He honored it. To the contrary, Greece wanted the tax revenues, and Israel agreed to that in all accounts, even from Josephus, Tacitus, Origen, and others who all agree on that topic. However, who trampled Yahudea or Judea? Who defiled the temple? This community did not keep that a secret. They tell you who it was. It's the same said people who are trying to cover it up and hide it. Because ultimately, folks, they want to hide our Father, Yahuwah, Elohim. Quote, and this is from the commentary on Habakkuk, page 515. For the violence done to Lebanon shall overwhelm you, and the destruction of the beast shall terrify you. Because of the blood of men and the violence done to the land, the city, and all its inhabitants. Interpreted, this saying concerns the wicked priest, inasmuch as he shall be paid the reward which he himself tendered to the poor. For Lebanon is the council of the community, and the beasts are the simple of Judah, who keep the law. As he himself plotted the destruction of the poor, so will God condemn him to destruction. And as for that which he said because of the blood of the city and the violence done to the land, interpreted, the city is Jerusalem, where the wicked priest committed abominable deeds and defiled the temple of God. Defiled the temple of God. Who? The wicked priest. The violence done to the land, these are the cities of Judah, where he robbed the poor of their possessions. End quote. The wicked priest is not one man. But the Hasmoneans, including their priests, the Pharisees, and their new Sanhedrin, that was new to Jerusalem, and neither faction ever mentioned in the entire Old Testament, as they did not exist in Jerusalem until installed by the Hasmoneans around 165 B.C. Yeah, it's them. These are the enemy. These are the sons of darkness. These exiled the Aaronic Levite temple priest leadership of antiquity to Qumran, replacing them with a new unbiblical order in Jerusalem. That is the defiling of the temple, not Greece. They conquered as they maintained control of it and changed the religion to their Samaritan infusion of Persian basis with attempted worship of Yahuwah that he rejected then and rejects now. This is clear and indisputable, and this is actual history from the first century, ignored and untold by the church generally, as they maintain willing ignorance, as Second Peter 3 warned. Who do they listen to? 
the very ones who defiled the temple. Yeah, it is ironic and sad. So who defiled the temple? Hmm. Excerpts from the complete Dead Sea Scrolls in English by Giza Berms. One will notice multiple injections from Berms and many scholars since of the Maccabees story. As fact, when these very writings of this community condemn the Hasmonean revolt as the defiling of the temple. That is dishonest and fraudulent. This brings us to the Hanukkah hoax. Yes, folks, the Hanukkah hoax. The Feast of Dedication of Modern Judaism also originates in the books of Maccabees. Yet Greece did not defile the temple. However, worse, the Bible gives dates for the dedication of the first and second temples, and neither are December. Neither are December, folks. The first temple feast of dedication, which you can find in 1 Kings 8.63, 1 Kings 8.2, and 2 Chronicles 5.3, the Feast of Tabernacles is in the seventh Hebrew month, Ethanim, the modern calendar between September 15th and October 15th. That's the first temple feast. The second temple feast of dedication is in the 12th Hebrew month, which is not December, folks. We're in that month right now. That's Adar, Adar 3 or 23. The modern calendar, it's between February 15th and March 15th. It's right smack where we are now. And you can find this in Ezra 6:15 through 17, First Esdras chapter 7 verses 5 through 8. And just a, a note here, March 15th is still winter. Okay? The second temple stood until 70 AD. Therefore, its feast of dedication remained late February to early March. The history used to redefine this as a rededication proves to be fraud, according to the Qumran community. What the Maccabees did was celebrate their pagan Persian winter solstice festival, and they called it Hanukkah, which is in the Hebrew word dedication. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll return right after the break. Stay tuned. Without permission, use only the drug prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now... Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. We are back, folks. You are still listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm still your host, Chris Switzer. And we are trying to wrap up the introduction to the second Ezra's publication from the God Culture. I'm on page 28 of the PDF, dispelling the false belief of Hanukkah. And it's not Bible books. Never was. This is it is the same said Pharisees in the synagogue of Satan as they always were. Just a different derivation, different face of it. And I was reading that this is simply their Persian pagan winter solstice festival, which they call Hanukkah, which is just a Hebrew word for dedication. However, they defiled the temple on that date. See? It is a rather disgusting display in fraud. Some attempt to claim Messiah was celebrating the Hasmonean Hanukkah, but that as well is a lie, and it's exposed in 1st Esdras. Let's read first from Matthew fifteen twelve through 14 Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, 
every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Moshiach was in the temple in Adar, which is February, not December. Look at John 10.22, and it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication, and it was winter, and Yahusha walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Winter is still February. This is consistent with the Second Temple Feast of Dedication, which is not Hanukkah, in the winter, in late February to mid-March. Messiah did not celebrate the Hasmonean Hanukkah, nor does he ever embrace their story on any level. He rebukes their priest, their religion, and even their lineage, their blood. It is time we correct this for good. For good, folks. And I hope that you saw the import in that material as I did. It really helped, you know, blaze the path and establish who has the temple authority. You know, where is that authority? And where is it today? What happened? And as you see, they were exiled for a reason. But they did not give up. They didn't just, you know, leave it to chance. They kept doing what their father commanded them, as we today should be doing what our father has commanded of us. We must conform to him and not the world. We must come out of the world, be set apart, be holy, be righteous. Not like these Pharisees whose fruits are seen throughout the New Testament. Yahusha spoke of them, right? You can see it everywhere. He calls them vipers in Matthew 3, 7, Matthew 12, 34, Matthew 23, 33, and Luke 3, 7. Hypocrites. Matthew 6, 2 and 6, 5, 15, 7, 16, 3, 22, 18, 23, 13, chapters 14, 15, 23, 25, 27, 28, 29, 24, uh, verse 51. It's obvious, folks. They are the enemy, and we must be the sons of light. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Please donate to RBN and continue listening, folks. Trust and obey. I'm out. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now... Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.